Recently, the publisher of several books by Dr. Seuss said those popular children's works would no longer be published because they contained racist material. Illinois State University children's literature scholar Roberta Trites says the end of what were considered classics is a normal part of the evolution of society. Trites is the Lois Lenski lecturer this year at ISU. That takes place next Monday evening. In this conversation, Trites talks about the evolution of children's literature in the last three decades and says the field has become much richer. Children's literature is much more diverse. Children's literature is much more complex. We have much more intricate books that challenge children very cognitively, especially at the picture book level, to become better visual readers as well as being good readers of the written word. Novels for children have grown too, to become more sophisticated, more interesting in many ways. We, we love our classics. We love our classics. But we also have some really, the biggest change in my career has been Harry Potter. And it, it led to a lot of interesting diversifications of genre too. How has it become more sophisticated and in what way is it deeper than it used to be? I would argue that we're more willing to deal with tough topics. Children's literature has always been reasonably willing to deal with death, but it was often the death of a grandparent or a goldfish or a dog. But now we have a lot of sensitive children's novels and even some pretty good picture books that deal with the fact that we can die at any unexpected moment. How do we deal with that grief? How do we, how do we anticipate our own loss? Young adult literature in particular has become more sophisticated and more complex in that way. Have picture books moved at the same pace in becoming more sophisticated or becoming more diverse than the printed children's literature. Uh, it's been my impression that when my kids were growing up that I saw more diversity in the picture books than, than in the, the printed stuff for a while. I was going to make just exactly that point. I think picture books became more postmodern and played with narrative structure and metafiction more often. But uh, diversity especially was far more urgently felt in the 1990s than many people realize. And I think it was the picture books that moved the novels to understand the importance of diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I think the picture books started the trend. What's been the effect on kids growing up with these different opportunities to read? I have not done a formal study of that since I'm a book person and I study books more than I study children. But I see people much more interested in immersing themselves in an imaginative world than happened when we were growing up. Whether we're talking about The Hunger Games or Harry Potter or Divergent or any one of a number of fantasy series, I see them wanting extended contact with an imaginary world. You mentioned that we still have uh, fond classics, but some of those classics are falling out of the canon. The number of Dr. Seuss things have just been publicized as being not as woke as they should be for our current time. Are we going to see more of that? Lots 
and lots of 19th century books fell out of the canon by the 1920s. Lots and lots of 1920s books fell out of the canon by the 1970s. This is a normal historical evolution. It's just how societies change. We change what we value. And in this case, I, I don't mind if I never see Little Black Sambo again. I don't mind if I never see and think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. I read it to my kids. I've taught it. But there's an image in there that is very disturbing to many, many people. And I, I would not want any Asian American child, any Asian child, or even my own children to see that image and think it's acceptable. The publisher pulled it. It wasn't censored. It was a market force decision because people don't want to buy racist children's books anymore. So we really believe in free enterprise. Uh, that's just how the market has developed. This lecture is kind of your swan song. You're retiring over the summer. What do you think you're happiest to have noted in children's literature in your career? The change in diversity and the change in how women and females and girls are treated, whether these are people who identify as female, is now an option and we can read about the real life feelings of, of people with dysphoria. The thing I am most satisfied about is I came into this field as a feminist and I have seen a lot of gender changes. Not enough, nowhere near enough. If we're still debating about the Violence Against Women Act, we haven't seen enough change. I'm glad it passed. But I do think we are allowing children a much, much fuller ability to explore the whole range of themselves, who they are, what their world is. And I, I like that. ISU Distinguished Professor Roberta Trites is the Lois Lenski lecturer this year by Zoom at ISU. She retires at the end of the summer. In her career as a Mark Twain, Louisa May Alcott, and children's literature scholar, Trites says she has also hooded more than 20 PhD students. The Lenski Children's Lecture is scheduled for 7 p.m. Monday, March 29th.